Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And we are continuing some good Halloween coverage going on on the podcast by entering the Blumhouse. We are doing one of the four Welcome to the Blumhouse series movies. Today we are going to be talking about Nocturne. And uh, joining me for this one is our good buddy, Chad Clinton Freeman. It's been a while since he's been on the podcast, but I am always happy to have him back on the show. We had a great, fun conversation about this one, and I only watched one of these four Blumhouse movies, but uh, he watched all four, and so he gives uh, a couple thoughts on how the overall series was as well. So we got a great conversation coming up. As always, I want to make sure... You are reminded to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice because, believe me, we have a lot of episodes coming your way over the next few weeks. I'm actually sitting here staring at a calendar and trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to schedule them all. But you know what? That's not for you guys to worry about. That's for me to worry about, and I'll figure it out. I will get these episodes to you one way or another. But we've got a lot of piecing it together coming your way, so make sure you're subscribed on your podcast app of choice. You can also follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. Uh, we also have a Patreon, and I do want to remind you to check that out. we got a lot of great content on there, stuff from my music career. Uh, these album-length commentaries I've been putting together are going up on there. Also, advanced episodes of Piecing It Together. Bonus episodes from Awesome Movie Year. we got a, another bonus episode going up real soon, too. So definitely check out that Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Rosen. It's the Produced by David Rosen Patreon. Lots of content already, and the more subscribers we get, the more content we're going to make. So definitely check that out. So with all that said, I think it's time to get into today's conversation. We are talking about Nocturne from the Welcome to the Blumhouse series of Halloween-themed movies. So let's get to it. All right, so back on the show with us today, we've got our good buddy Chad Clinton Freeman to talk about a new Blumhouse film. Chad, how's it going? It is going great. Um, happy to be back. Um, happy to be on this episode uh, specifically. Uh, I am definitely a fan of uh, Blumhouse movies in general. You know, they have... Uh, kind of a, a, a small little empire that's been growing for uh, several years. So I like that they branched out and they do these, uh, these TV originals. Uh, they did it with Hulu and now with Amazon. So uh, yeah, definitely uh, excited. Yeah. It is interesting how they are totally not any one platform specific. I mean, they are just all over the place with what they put out and uh, th this whole Welcome to the Blumhouse series, you watched all four of these, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I was excited about that new uh, four new movies, uh, you know, for the month of October. I, I would say overall, they're all four pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. They're uh, at least on par with what uh, they were doing with the Into the Dark a series over on Hulu, uh, which they did uh, 22 of these over uh, a couple of years. Uh, I don't know if they're taking a break or if they're done, uh, but they haven't mm. done any in a, in a few months here. 
Um, they were releasing one each month that was kind of uh, themed uh, to whatever holiday was that month. Uh, those are all wow. pretty cool. Um, they're very much kind of like the Twilight Zone. And I would say that these are too. Mm. For the majority, when you've got these uh, Bloomhouse movies, they are generally um, scaled down films, a sure. person or a couple of people in a house. Uh, you know, I think Paranormal Activity was one of their first big hits. And I think uh, everything's kind of like uh, using that as the template. Um, and then uh, they've started to get a little bit bigger with their, um, you know, their bigger releases uh, like Fantasy Island. Um, but uh, these are definitely paired back to, I think, uh, where that brand started out from. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing they've done. And while, I mean... I, I'll say right here at the top, like these these movies aren't necessarily my favorite thing. You know, you like to make fun of me for saying I'm not really a horror <laughs> guy, but uh, <laughs> you know, th these movies generally are not my thing. But they, you know, the economical nature of how they're making right. these and it is definitely something I think to be uh, to ce be celebrated right. right now, especially with with the way things are going with Hollywood and the pandemic and everything. I mean, these movies are going to be needed to keep things moving and keep people excited about movies. Well, yeah. And, and that's the thing is it, it really, if you think about it though, um, what they've been doing, they've pretty much been there for some filmmakers that are kind of been down and out like, uh, M night. Cause they did uh, the village. Uh, they did uh, sure. split. Um, they did glass, uh, even spike Lee, a black Klansman was, uh, from Bloomhouse. Um, and, uh, Eli Roth, even, uh, green Inferno. So, um, they're, they're definitely, um, even Rob zombie, um, whatever the Salem movie, Lords of Salem. Yeah. Lords of Salem. Yeah. So, um, they, they really do have this, this kind of, I guess, template of making movies and making them at a, uh, a, a low budget. Uh, and it has worked and yes, it's definitely going to, uh, be something that I think more studios are going to be looking at and trying to figure out how do we do that now uh, that uh, everything has gone crazy with the pandemic. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's get into this one. I, we'll at some point in the conversation talk about some of the other Welcome to the Blumhouse movies that you watched. This is the only one I watched, though, Nocturne. Uh, and we're going to get into some puzzle pieces here in a second, but... Um, we, I just want to know before we get into the puzzle pieces, how you felt this one kind of ranked among the four uh, of the four. This one, uh, it, uh, it's not my favorite, but it's not my least favorite. Um, it, uh, oh, it, it actually ranks third of the, of the four. Um, but I would, okay. I would say all four, uh, are definitely worth a watch, especially if, uh, you're into, um, I, they're not really horror. Or what I would call them is um, they're definitely genre films. They are horror-influenced thrillers, is what I would say. Um, yeah. They're 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 uh, definitely more on the thriller side than horror. Uh, uh, but I mean, again, still a welcome for me with October and Halloween coming up. Uh, so um, I, I definitely yeah. enjoyed them. Okay. Well, why don't we get into some puzzle pieces for Nocturne? What do you got for your first one? Well, so the first one I'm going to go with, I think uh, this uh, also is another studio that is uh, uh, making movies their own way. Um, and theirs are definitely more on the artistic side. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I would say uh, The Witch is what came to mind to me when I watched this movie. Uh, which is sure. uh, for, from your favorite uh, studio. Um, I, I call them A24, uh, A24. Um, the witch, uh, the reason that came to mind here is that um, you've got a, a young woman and she is uh, kind of, um, I would say, uh, in some ways, uh, immature for her age. Uh, she hasn't had a lot of exposure to, to things in life, uh, life in general. And she's really just kind of becoming her own person. She's a timid person. Um, and in The Witch, you've got 
the character going to the dark side and um, you know, here you've got that same thing going on. And, and, and as an audience member watching the film, you don't really know how much he's actually being sucked in, how much is mental. Um, sure. and, and I would say definitely with this one, there's a lot of open questions as to what even really happens. If it was all mental, if there is something supernatural or, 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 or what, uh, what happened, but, um, sure. uh, you've also got, you know, uh, uh, it, it, no screen appearance from like the devil, but, uh, you've got the, uh, the suggestion that, you know, the devil, uh, wrote this piece of music. Uh, and, uh, of course you've got black Phillip, uh, as you know, some sort of demonic presence. Uh, I'm not even quite sure, uh, what, uh, black Phillip is though in the witch movies, but, uh, I just felt, uh, very much, uh, a, a connection to that film and, and watching this one. Um, this one is, uh, uh, stylized at times, which is what I really do like about it. Um, and also, you know, the witch is just one that's a, a stylized movie about a young woman, uh, you know, turning to the dark side. Sure. Yeah. That, that dark part of, of the person's self and, and like connecting with that versus any kind of, uh, positive influence. And yeah, I think that's definitely a good piece to, uh, to kick it off with. And, uh, I, I'm going to go with, for my first one, um, you know, speaking to the music aspect of mm-hmm. this movie, because it is uh, set in the world of competitive piano playing uh, in, a, in a music school. And I'm going to go with the movie Whiplash from a few nice. years ago. I think possibly the same year as, as The Witch, I think. But um uh, also, you know, another, also a Bloomhouse production. So <laughs> I know I was shocked to find that out when I, when I uh, when I was looking that movie up. I was like, "Wait a minute, what? Jason Blum produced this movie? That's crazy!" Uh, but uh, yeah, Damien Chazelle directed and. It is a great, great movie about the lengths that people will go just absolutely sacrificing themselves, their own health, their own sanity for just perfection in their art. And uh, which is absolutely the thing that is is being explored here with uh, with Nocturne. But of course, in Nocturne, we add in these, you know, potentially uh, mystical elements, which, again, we're not 100 percent sure what is and what isn't real there. But what is for sure is that this person is pushing themselves way too hard uh, because of the competitive nature of their particular art form. Exactly. Yeah. So, and you know, in, in Whiplash, you've got a, uh, a particular person that's doing the, the pushing on him. Um, and sure. this one, it is more of an, an internal push. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. the pressures that uh, she just personally feels, especially something that she's, you know, given uh, her whole life to. But yeah, definitely uh, Whiplash was one that came to mind. Um, this is very much almost as if you uh, took Whiplash and was like, hey, how do I make a Whiplash horror movie? Uh, sure. <laughs> and, and this is uh, kind of uh, the, the result if uh, if you did that. Which, to be clear, I think Whiplash actually manages to be scarier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> yeah. It, for different reasons, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and the thing is, is that I know the music world in general general um really is this way i mean um i I, okay so i I played the trumpet um in uh, uh, middle school junior high and my first year of high school um my Mm. introduction to band i had a psycho band instructor okay i um actually got d's i i can't remember if i got an f but um this this guy was nuts he treated us like you know he 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 wanted perfection his his whole thing that has stuck with me this whole time is he would say you know practice doesn't make perfect perfect practice makes perfect um and to 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 be that way with you know (laughs) Uh, what was this? This was sixth grade, sixth grade, right? Uh, right. <laughs> just insane. <laughs> so that th- that was my little introduction to music in general. And again, this was sixth sixth grade, uh, for sure. Band. So I I really know when you're getting into the seriousness of 
people that are are, are prodigies are, are being groomed to be prodigies that it could definitely be insane uh just yeah the, it's heavy pressure yeah. just insane yeah. heavy like pressure. like like yeah. like military like like sports you know uh, gymnastics football i mean the same sort of uh uh pressure so yeah um I, you know whiplash was one that i brought up before because you know it's uh it, it's a movie to where uh you know, you feel for the character and you can just feel the, uh, the trauma that is being put on him, uh, by, uh, you know, this, uh, instructor. Uh, so yeah, you, you can, you can definitely get a good idea with both of these films of, uh, you know, how crazy, uh, music can be. And it's interesting too. one more point before we move on, uh, that, you know, on one on one hand, you could say the person is doing it to themselves because they're they're pushing themselves to be great. They kind of want that, right. that fame and they want that right. acceptance and all that stuff. But at the same time, they're also getting it from the external sources. That's true. All of the yeah. uh, you know, so it's 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 an interesting push pull there. Right. But um, all right, what do you got for your next piece? So I I I got a couple that could kind of go along with what we're talking about here. Um, mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of the pieces um, that I have, I don't maybe the same with you. Most of them are are fairly fairly new films. Uh, the mm-hmm. oldest one that I could think of um, is the 1996 movie Shine, um, Scott Hicks movie starring Jeffrey Rush. Uh, it's a great great movie. Um, it's uh, based on a true story. Uh, about an Australian uh, pianist, uh, and he is a brilliant, brilliant piano player. But all of the the pressure and the stress and everything, it it basically broke him at one point. He basically right. became. Uh, I, I, I don't know what the word is, but impaired as a person. He's still a brilliant compu- uh, piano player, but he like he talks in loops. He he he's sort of a a rain man kind of uh, person that um, sure. something happens, something short circuited, um, and it just uh, was a, a good example of the kind of pressure. Uh, of this whole music world of, of being the best um, uh, going through the uh, music schools and, and whatnot. Um, just the, the kind of uh, uh, stress that that puts you to and, and what that can do to a person. Uh, but shine yeah. is a, a, a fantastic film. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it since like way back when it came out, but uh, yeah, that's a great piece though. Definitely. Uh, I could definitely see that. And uh, I, I'm just going to jump right in with, with another okay. one that kind of just continues along that path. And this one I think has been kind of cited in pretty much every review of this movie, but that is Darren Aronofsky's Black Swan. Yes. Uh, which, yes. you know, I, I, another movie about a highly competitive art form, mm-hmm. a, a different kind of art form. But, uh, you know, we've talked about a little bit already about not being sure of what's real what's not is this person going crazy uh another comparison to black swan is also the the male teacher who seems to be involved with all the girls which i I think definitely uh you know connects it in a way and and i feel in a lot of ways uh you know this movie has a very um and and i'm not saying this as a positive necessarily but it, it has a very like youthful feeling but not in necessarily a good way like it feels like a kid version almost ah. of like a black swan you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean like yeah and, and and you know it's it's cool for what it is but uh but it definitely feels like like kids making a movie like black swan well i i agree with you there to agree uh in, in a way this kind of seems like a watered down and kind of generic uh, version of a lot of movies and, and, and black swan is definitely sure. one of those. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I, I will say that, um, 
that is my big gripe with this film is that uh, a lot of it is uh, it seems like that uh, it is made up of puzzle pieces and inspiration. Um, sure. Uh, and it doesn't. Well, it's interesting. You said that there's not a lot of older movies that either of us are going to have. And you're absolutely right. right. I'm looking at my list and it's it's kind of not. It, well, <laughs> well, it kind of speaks to what it what it is, though, I think, because it's uh, it, it, it's doing what um, we've seen. Uh, in in years before with let's just say sports movies uh, or mm-hmm. military movies uh, and and going through the um, you know the pressure that is put on to the individual and how that can damage them how it can break them how it can you know make their mind uh, do uh, things and and and, sure. and and with it being a, a young woman um, I think we've seen in the past, you know, uh, five or so years, we've been seeing a lot of more of that, those s- stories, uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, especially from, you know, uh, women filmmakers, uh, and such. So I think, um, very much there's a, there's a lot to this that is, uh, uh, just something that hadn't been explored until, uh, recent years. Right, right. All right. Well, what do you got for your next piece? Um, well, keeping with the music theme, um, I was going to go with the, the, and again, this is a, another newer movie. I think it was uh, maybe last year or year before, uh, The Perfection, um, which was a maybe one of the Merrimax films that got dumped to... Um, Netflix, uh, because of the whole Harvey Weinstein thing, I think. Um, This is, uh, what are they, cello players, uh, I believe. Um, It's, uh, you know, about the uh, basically prodigies uh, being brought up. And uh, uh, you've got a a young woman who, uh, she was in this world. She stepped away from it because her mother got sick so she could take care of her mother. Um, It picks up with... uh, it's 10 years after the fact. So here she is. Um, I don't know in her twenties, I, I would guess. And, um, her mother has passed away. Uh, she hooks back up with the instructor that she had and meets the new, um, prodigy who, uh, is a few years younger than her that basically this girl was her hero. And, uh, it, uh, it, it it goes through a lot of the uh, the bad things that this this crazy instructor did to them. Um, it goes mm. uh, uh, on the sexual abuse side, um, but uh, there's a point in this film where you think that uh, the 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 older prodigy is uh, doing things to the younger one because of jealousy that she took her place and, and took her spotlight, but um, she's actually trying to save her from this, uh, this world. But uh, it's, uh, it goes a lot darker. It goes a lot more mm-hmm. graphic. Uh, and uh, it's definitely the one that I think works as well as a companion piece to this movie. Uh, definitely one that, that came to mind. It's, it's, it's stylized and also has some of, the um what's what's real what's not um there's uh like drugs involved where there are hallucinations and things like that um mm. but uh yeah it's a good one yeah I, I i never saw it but i i the thing that i remember is uh weren't people getting sick from it that was like like the big news story when it came out. <laughs> yeah that yeah <laughs> yeah there's a couple of those that uh that that uh went to netflix that were supposedly ones that made people uh vomit when they watched it yeah this was one of them <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's great uh all right cool i i'm gonna go with my next piece here and i haven't used this one in a little while but it's a perfect movie to bring it up with and that is sam raimi's evil dead um <laughs> Because of the book, I mean, I had to, you know, a book full of creepy writings that, you know, connect people to demonic forces and, uh, and, uh, you know, sets the story in motion. Right. So, you know, 
that's mainly just that book, the Book of the Dead, right. and in this case, the book of the uh, former prodigy piano player who killed herself and passed on her writing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I totally, totally get it. Is uh, Evil Dead is that the most used uh, puzzle piece? Oh. <laughs> It's it's got to be if not if not the Evil Dead it's uh, you know maybe Star Wars or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, well, I'll 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 throw in a quick horror um, puzzle piece I had because uh, you just mentioned um, the uh, you know the former uh, prodigy that kills herself. Uh, the way this movie opens um, was totally uh, for me uh, a callback to The Grudge. Uh, of course, the grudge. Mm -hmm. um, you've got uh, Bill Pullman's character. Um, you know, we open up on him, and it's Bill Pullman. So you're assuming that you know he's one of the stars of the movie, and then he just opens up uh, the sliding glass door, walks onto the ledge, and then leaps off to his death. Uh, right. <laughs> so in this one, you you've got the same thing. You've got this. Uh, star, uh, you know, well, she's not a name actress or anything, but you've got this uh, person who, uh, at first, you assume maybe. This is her story, but no, she, um, you know, does the same thing, uh, and, and kills herself. Um, and again, why does she kill herself? Is it supernatural? Uh, does she go crazy? Um, we don't really know, but yeah, the grudge. Yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. All right. I, I'm going to go on to another one here. So this is, I think one of the aspects of this movie that I think kind of didn't work the most for me i like i think if we had dealt more with you know the book itself talking about that last piece or you know like why this stuff is happening you know it, it would have been better if we had gotten into more of that and instead things kind of get bogged down with a lot of this like teenager stuff and like the relationships with the kids and stuff and some of that reminded me of Scream, Wes Craven's Scream series. <laughs> um, every, everybody is just like at the school, whenever we're getting like the kids being kids, either going to the parties or they're sitting in like, you know, at lunch or whatever and, and talking and all, everyone just felt so like hip and gossipy and like, especially the first scene of that where they're all talking about the girl that killed herself right. and like, it's just, it's so like nonchalant about it and everything uh it totally reminded me of that that kind of uh attitude that the kids had about death which is like so completely you know unrealistic in a way and kind of like silly and 90s ish you know which you know a lot of times would be a good thing i think but in this case it just kind of took away from the the main story which i think could have been a lot more interesting so that that is 100 percent accurate i would say it, it did feel very very 90s in that regard um i didn't think of scream but yeah scream definitely does work but yeah scream and um urban legend and 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 those mm -hmm. those 90s uh kevin williamson uh written movies um, right. This is definitely um, probably whoever wrote it, somebody that uh, was a big fan of that and Dawson's Creek and that sort of stuff. Um, sure. So, no, I, I, I totally feel that, which is funny because this actually works with my next puzzle piece. I wrote this down and I put a question mark. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how this goes. But. I don't know why exactly I can't put my finger on this 100%, but the movie election, the Reese Witherspoon movie with, um, huh. uh, <laughs> love this movie. That, that movie came to mind. Really what nailed it home was the scene where, uh, the sister puts the, the used, uh, tampons, uh, in her mm -hmm. mailbox and she comes out and the music's like, dun, 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 whatever. It's like this upbeat, like, you know, uh, song and, and, and it's like, she's going to go out and face her sister and she throws them on the ground. I don't know. Something about that moment seemed very, uh, election. And then also the way that she turns things to, to, to her advantage by getting rid of her current music teacher so that she can get the, uh, teacher that she wants, uh, the mm. way she plays that in, this this weird uh, I don't know, she's just manipulates the situation right yeah it, it just right. felt very uh, a, a lot like election interesting I, I would have never uh, <laughs> never thought about that uh, by the way that song I ended up Shazam oh. because I liked it and added it to my Spotify oh. 2020 playlist <laughs> so so what was that song 
Uh, what, what is it called? I, I, I have it here. It's it, Gazelle Twin Unflesh. Oh, yeah, G- Gazelle Twin. Yeah, they they played a lot of that throughout, and I really I really liked. Um, there were a couple of things I did like about the movie. One is the music and the way the music was worked worked from that because I think there were a number of tracks from them that they they used, and then also mm-hmm. the 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 classical uh, music that was used. Um, I really thought the music was done well. I also thought the cinematography was great. I thought there was some style to the movie at times. It was yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, good good performances, good good uh, cinematography for sure, and some interesting music choices. I, I'd say it's a little mixed bag overall, mm-hmm. but like there's definitely some cool stuff going on with the music. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, really, the story is my main thing. Right. But uh, uh, so election, really interesting puzzle piece <laughs> there. <laughs> so uh, my next my next piece uh, is actually the Black Coat's daughter. From Oscar nice. Perkins, his 2015 film, nice. uh, which I just watched for the first time recently. And, uh, you know, the whole private school setting, mm-hmm. you know, in that case, it's a boarding school here. It's a music academy. Right. And uh, also just the kind of the tone where there's not a lot of like actual like horror, horror happening. It's more uh, creepiness and claustrophobia and like people being alone and like, and like creeped out and, and just a, the kind of general feeling being in that kind of a setting and being, uh, stuck and unsure of what's going to happen. Uh, it kind of felt to me like it could be a pretty good companion piece. No, no yeah, no, that is a good one. Um, yes. Um, psychological horror is what I would say. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, definitely, um, you know, uh, it gets in the, in the head, uh, which is, is that not an A24 film? I think it is. Uh, it is yes. actually. Yes. I yes. So that's one of the things that they're really, really good at doing. Um, I think that's what the, the witch, uh, does as well is just really, really getting, under your skin and in your head. Um, and this one, um, it, 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 that's what it's going for. I don't know if it fully succeeds, but yeah, uh, definitely. Um, th- that is, uh, where this one, uh, is, is trying to land. Um, for no, sure. that's a great one. That one didn't come to mind, but, uh, that is a great piece. Awesome. Um, awesome. I would say along, I, I would say along the same lines though, um, is, uh, actually neon demon. um, Neon Demon sure, and, and and Neon Demon. One of the things that made me think about it is that Neon Demon's in the world of you know uh, models and modeling, and it's almost like it's a version of Black Swan or this movie. It's almost like you know this is the music, Black Swan's dance, and Neon Demon is modeling, um, right? And uh, and lots of uh, you know, psychological horror, lots of, uh, things implied and, and also, um, you know, is this really happening? Is this in the head? That sort of thing. Um, I loved, uh, Neon Demon. I actually have not rewatched it since the, the first time I seen it. Um, it's one I definitely need to revisit cause I love, love that movie. Um, the yeah. look of it, the feeling of it, um, uh, just can't recommend that one enough, but, um, uh, this was definitely one that uh, I I felt like I was a lesser uh, version of that film. Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about the cinematography uh, a few minutes ago, and definitely, like, whenever whenever things start to get, like, kind of trippy in this movie, I mean, it, it's got some really cool visuals and stuff, which I, you know, I could absolutely see those uh, being compared there. And then, of course, just the, you know, another, another particular uh, arts world, that uh the person is going nuts with it you right. know so yeah absolutely that works um also you know just as a quick aside before my next piece but uh the main star this sydney sweeney i think she does uh, a great job um she she actually uh reminded me a lot of aubrey plaza hmm. in a way she, she kind of got like that kind of like hmm. uh i don't know she just kind of seems uh done with everything mm-hmm. around her like, yeah. like you know she's like kind of right. over it you know over everybody and everything uh just a little bit of that kind of energy yeah oh, I, I get what you're saying and, and also at the same time maybe first impression is sweet but there's this darkness underneath sure yeah yeah, yeah absolutely 
so I, I only have one more piece. Uh, my my last piece is not a movie, uh, but it is it's kind of like the the urban legend or whatever of Robert Johnson uh, selling his soul to the devil, you know, for yes. for the uh, to become a great blues yes. musician. And that, of course, there's many versions of that story over the years, even in in other songs and other musicians. Right. Musicians, uh, but you know, I just figure that version is kind of like the classic. And you know, the, this girl is kind of depending on what is real within the world of the movie, and we're not a hundred percent sure on what's happening. But uh, what seems to be happening, though, is that she is you know, rather than working necessarily for it, she's kind of taking this shortcut to become better than her sister and to become the best piano player and taking this shortcut by this demonic piece of music in this demonic notebook. And so, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's uh, absolutely kind of stems from that same uh, folktale. And I, it, that that is a, a great PC because I was trying to think of a movie specifically that dealt with that. Cause I, I know, um, there's been lots of different ones. I was thinking of the movie, um, which I, I couldn't remember it very well, so I didn't bring it up, but, um, I believe it's called crossroads with uh, Ralph Macchio. Um, and then, um, I was thinking, isn't there something with, uh, like the tenacious D movie? Uh, there were a lot of things. That, I, I was thinking of that, yeah. that that's more of the, uh, the devil went down to Georgia version though, like of, of, <laughs> bat- of battling the devil. But yeah, yeah I so, mean, it, 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 it's within the right. same. Realm, so, so I was, I was trying to think of a good piece and, um, I, uh, I couldn't really come up with anything, but, uh, yeah. So no, um, definitely there, there, there's that, uh, influence there. Um, for sure. So do you have any, uh, any more? Yeah, I do. I do have a, a, a couple. I'll just uh, go through them real quick. Uh, one, I was actually, uh, surprised. I thought that you were going to bring up cause I think you were fairly big fan of, uh, Suspiria, sure, which goes along with uh, Black Swan really well. Um, yeah, that's the only reason I didn't bring it up is because I feel like it <laughs> kind of hits the same notes as as uh, Black Swan. I probably could have just combined right. it with it, but def- definitely I thought of Suspiria, yeah. and and especially the remake. I think exactly, it's like more exactly. influenced by the remake. Yeah, the, the remake, yeah. and again, yes, yeah, something uh, more uh, recent. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, might as well uh, mention that one. You know, I mean Dakota Johnson, she. She's fabulous. She's in that. I forgot to oh, mention yeah. Elle Fanning when I was talking about Neon Demon, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, the other ones, um, I, oh, Coda was one that came to mind for me. Coda is the Katie Holmes movie. Um, Never saw yeah, that. It, it's, it's pretty good. It, it's, an, it's not great. Um, with it, you've got an aging uh, piano player uh, played by Patrick Stewart, who uh, he all of the sudden, after years and years of being this uh, great uh, pianist that handling shows he has stage fright um and mm. he meets this younger woman uh katie holmes who is actually a, a music critic um they become friends and there's just something about her and their connection that she calms like that anxiety in him and he's able to uh continue on and play shows um mm. and uh just the 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 whole thing with uh the the, the pressure of uh you know uh performing uh the the whole panic attack that uh the the lead has in this film uh you know and just the fact that it's a piano movie i'm just instantly thinking about it so totally. um specifically with uh, I had two things that came to mind because I was thinking about uh, movies that were dealing with siblings and the like the competitiveness of the siblings, especially with the siblings doing the same thing. Um, and the, the two things that came to mind are actually uh, sports movies. Um, and one of them is Fighting With My Family. Uh, which is a, it's a great movie based on true story, uh, brother and sister wrestlers and the brother and the sister try out, you know, uh, to be a part of the, whatever the wrestling federation is. And, uh, the sister ends up getting it. The brother doesn't. Um, and then the yeah. sister kind of just ends up, uh, pretty much throwing it away or at least it appears that way to the brother. And there's a lot of anger 
uh, and bitterness toward her of you stole my, uh, my dream and threw it away sort of thing. Uh, just sure. reminding me a lot of that. And uh, the, no, that's a good one. Uh, the other one is, uh, the movie warrior, uh, with, uh, Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton. Great, great movie. Mixed martial arts movie. Um, uh, about two brothers, uh, that, uh, it's a broken family. And, uh, the difference here is, is that they actually through, through fighting and then actually fighting against each other in this tournament where they they end up in the championship together. Um, they actually make amends, uh, and it seems like even one of the, before the brother beats the other one, he tells him that he, he loves him and he forgives him. And, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's just a fantastic movie though, but that whole element of the, of the competing brothers, um, and, uh, just some of how um, not just what's going on with the, the art form itself, but also mm-hmm. just everything in their life together. It kind of butts up with um, all of these pressures. So, right, right. It, you know what? Interesting. Speaking to those two pieces, uh, I don't want to be the guy who tells the writer how to how to write the better version of their movie or whatever, you know, I, but, but I'm just saying something I would find, I would find to be like a really fascinating movie is if somebody wrote a version of this, uh, you know, competing piano players who are, who are sisters that throws out all the other stuff and it's just them and almost no other characters, like, you know, almost none of the other stuff, just the, the intense competition between the two of them, I think could really be like such an interesting story. Right. I got you. More, 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 more whiplash, like the intensity of the whiplash, like especially that finale, like the intensity of that with, uh, yeah, competition. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, any other pieces? Um, no, I think that was it. Cool. Well, then I will go ahead and do the finished puzzle and then we'll get into some closing thoughts here. Uh, we have for Nocturne, we've got The Witch, Whiplash, Shine, Black Swan, The Perfection, Evil Dead, The Grudge, Scream, Urban Legend, we added in there too. Uh, Election, The Black Coat's Daughter, Neon Demon, The Robert Johnson, Urban Legend, Suspiria, Coda, Fighting With My Family, and Warrior. Nice. So, uh, yeah, an interesting list. Uh, and, you know, it, it's a movie that's doing a lot of interesting things, kind of like mixing together these ideas, the music movie, the competitive mm-hmm. movie, the, the warring siblings movie, right. and then all mixed up with this whole, uh, you know, supernatural element as well. Um, did, did you have any like specific thoughts that we didn't quite get to in the process of talking about the puzzle pieces? Um, the, well, the main thing was, is I, I remember when all four of these, uh, trailers dropped for the welcome to the bloom house on Amazon. Um, this was the one that I watched the trailer and I was like, okay, that one looks really great. I was like, okay, these other mm-hmm. ones, they look good. This one looks great. Um, and, yeah. and, and, and after watching it, I realized why that was is because of the style of this one and the visuals of this one. Um, this mm-hmm. one does, uh, I would say it, it, it steps that element up and that's what for me kept it from just uh following into just mediocre uh it definitely um has some flair to it sure yeah i i now i haven't watched the other three but so i can't really comment on those but i definitely would say i'm interested to see what this director does next Sue I, w- I would i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing i would say that right, so too but... yeah definitely yeah um, it'd be interesting I, I think that she's probably got a uh you know, a pretty interesting voice, uh, moving forward. So I, I'd like to see that. Um, as, as far as, uh, other closing thoughts, I, I don't really have anything. I, I did write down one line that just made me laugh. Uh, I, I was like a penny in a slot machine. Everything just made sense. <laughs> I, I don't, what, what, what does that mean exactly? I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up. But, uh, <laughs> what I wanted to say, um, I haven't watched all four of these though. Uh, the lie is the one that I definitely recommend that people watch. The lie is absolutely okay. fantastic. Um, great cast. 
um, just uh, really, really well done, really well acted. Again, it's not really horror. It is more thriller, uh, but it is fantastic. Uh, Black Box um, was my second favorite. Um, it, uh, it, of course, has uh, uh, Felicia Rashad uh, from The Cosby Show. Um, she hasn't really aged, you know, she's like, who knows how old now, but, uh, right. it's still, uh, Miss Huxtable. Um, and, uh, she's like the villain of the movie, which is interesting. Um, I, which I, I think is great casting there. Um, but then I would say, uh, uh, Nocturne and then last evil eye uh, was my least favorite of them. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know that, that I'm going to seek out these other three. Maybe The Lie, since you talked highly of it. I know Gina really wants to watch that one. So maybe I'll, I'll catch The Lie one of these days. Yeah, de- definitely watch The Lie. It's great. All right. Well, uh, I think that about wraps it up for Nocturne. And I'm sure this will be the only one of this Welcome to the Blumhouse series that we end up covering on the show. But uh, we've obviously covered Blumhouse before, and I'm sure we'll do it again at some point. Um but, uh, Chad, is there anything else you watched recently that you maybe like to recommend to our listeners? Yeah, definitely. I, I've got one that actually works really well, too. Um, it's called Nesting Dolls. Um, I'm not sure if it came out uh, end of 2019 or if it came out this year. It's on my list, though, of best movies of 2020. Um, hmm. It's uh, from director Robbie Snow. Um, it, uh, is basically three girls, uh, three women, they're sorority girls, uh, in a a house together over a weekend. Um, and, uh, an accident happens and then it just starts to get weirder and weirder from there. Um, I would say it's uh, queen of earth meets sorority row meets very bad things, uh, meets death mm. game. Uh, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun and there is a fantastic spaghetti scene in it. And any movie with a great spaghetti scene like Gumo, I am all for it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, it sounds pretty good. I might have to check that one out. Yeah. It's on Amazon prime too. Uh, or at least that's, it was, that's where I watched it. I just stumbled across it and it's great. Awesome. Well, uh, hey, Chad, as always, thank you so much for uh, for being here mm-hmm. and look forward to next time. All right. Well, thank you. You've heard others, but nothing could prepare you for the shameful stupidity that is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Witness the hubris as they claim to be the world's authority on comic book movies. Who said that? Never said that. You've never said that. Who cares? A jock said that. Comic book, TV, movie, reviews, news, and whatever they choose. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Seriously, people really listen to this. Uh, Jock and Nerd! All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Nocturne. Thanks to Chad Clinton Freeman for joining me. And uh, coming up real soon, I want to get some more of these Halloween-themed episodes out of the way because it is October, but uh, we did just record a special Missing Pieces episode on one of Chad's favorite movies of all time, 300 from Zack Snyder. So that's going to be coming up real soon, probably the first week of November, I think. And uh, it's it's a great conversation. I think we got into a lot of great puzzle pieces on that one. So uh, make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can, of course, also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. We love hearing what you think of the show, so do that. But, uh, you know, if you're going to leave a star rating, make it five stars because, you know, you, you can give us all the constructive criticism you want. I love hearing that stuff. But, you know, five stars, five stars. We like five stars. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, do that. And, of course, follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join the Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And I mentioned it at the top of the show, but I'm going to mention it again now. We do have a Patreon, and we would love your support. If you uh, sign up for the Patreon, we've got advanced Piecing It Together episodes. Uh, Actually, as soon as I finish editing that 300 episode, that'll go up there. So you'll be able to check that out like almost a month early or at least a couple weeks early. Uh, And, of course, bonus content from Awesome Movie Year, All Rice, No Beans, and My Music Career. So a lot of great stuff on there. Do check it out. 
produced by David Rosen on Patreon, patreon.com slash by David Rosen. And of course, there's links here in the show notes. So uh, that does it for today. I'm going to close this thing out with a piece of music, as I always do. And I think today I'm going to go with a track called Stalker. This was a single I released a couple years ago between albums. It's a, it's a good Halloween-themed piece of music. And so it fits on any creepy, spooky, horror-based movie episode, and especially during the month of October. So enjoy Stalker, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together coming up real soon. West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.